Alright, listen up. If you're not happy with the way your site's performing, give me a call. Or you can just check out uh, my free webinar, Why All E-Commerce Sites Fail. Uh, it's at nadimo.com slash free. N-A-D-I-M-O dot com slash free for the free webinar. Check it out now. Enjoy the show. You have to trust that the dots will somehow connect in your future. You have to trust in something. Your gut, destiny, life, karma, whatever. Stay hungry. Stay hungry, stay foolish. Welcome to E-Commerce All-Stars, brought to you by Nadimo.com, where we help e-commerce entrepreneurs accelerate growth through modern technology and innovative thinking. Hey everyone, thanks for joining today's podcast. It's your host, Brandon Moscow, of course, and today I'm excited. Today we have Jonathan Grisbowski. Uh, he's the co-founder of Penji, um, and today we're going to have a really interesting topic discussion here. We're going to talk about what the WWE has taught him about e-commerce. So thanks for joining us today, Jonathan. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I think it'll be an interesting topic. It's certainly one I haven't covered before on the show. Um, <laughs> I, I, it's pretty specific, so I, I'd be I'd be astonished if you if you did. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> so awesome. Um, what I was going to ask you though is if you could give people a little bit more of a background on yourself and those kind of got you started and, and uh, what you're doing now with Penji, and then uh, and we'll just jump right into WWE. Yeah, sure. Um, so Penji is an, a, uh, an on-demand graphic design service, uh, all at flat monthly rate. So businesses hire us in order to take a lot of the workload off of their existing plates or their team's plates when it comes to graphic design. Um, they would submit as many projects as you want, and we deliver as many projects as we can throughout the month. So there's really no limit to how many that we can get done. And there's no contract, so you're only paying a flat monthly rate. Uh, our rates start at $369 a month. So how we came about all that was previously I used to be an agency uh, founder. And one of the hardest things to do as an agency and as like a small business was to find reliable graphic design talent. And I ended up doing a lot of the graphic design talents myself. And the problem with that is I have no design talent. So I'm designing things for people and I don't really know what I'm doing. I'm not trained. I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to edit things. I'm just using like free softwares and things like that in order to get by. But then we grew to a point where we needed a little bit more of like a a higher quality pieces of art. And so what do you do when you need a more reliable solution and you just don't have the time to do it yourself? You go to all these like websites. So we went on multiple freelance websites and, um, and community websites in order to source our, our information, but it ended up being incredibly unreliable. These people would say that they could do the, do these, uh, projects, but they end up just not being able to deliver at the quality that they want or the qual, the quality that we want. So we spent a lot of time and a lot of money figuring it out. Eventually we came to a point where we came up with the idea of what Penji is today. And so now, as mentioned before, you just go on our website and you can submit as many requests as you want and we deliver it to you. So we eliminate the time of, I guess, you having to find a, a, a design talent and you having to interview them and they're not on your payroll. So you're spending like four to 5,000 a year 
versus forty-five dollars to $60,000 a year. Right. Yeah, no, it's definitely, I can definitely see the value in a service like that for sure. Uh, and I'm kind of been in the same situation that you are where you're, you know, you end up doing it yourself because either what you got back wasn't what you had requested from, from the person that you hired uh, through a freelancing firm or, or whatnot. Uh, just finding that good talent and, and uh, keeping them, especially when you don't necessarily have a need for a full-time person or you, or you, or you're in between, you know, maybe you have a two and a half person role or a 40 and a half person role, regardless mm-hmm. if you have that kind of in between level of work that comes in every once in a while, there's always good to have a solution for that in place. Totally. Exactly. Yeah. Right on. Um, so you said you came from an agency background, uh, but I'd love to hear more about um, e-commerce background mm-hmm. and, and also you know your love for the WWE. Yeah, so I would say WWE, a lot of people make fun of me for it, um, and I'm totally okay with it. But I think the <laughs> WWE for me is like this creative outlet. And like when the first thing when people hear the words WWE, they say, oh, it's fake, right? And like, sure, you can say that it's fake. You could argue that, but I, I would disagree. I would say it's more predetermined. But I think if you were to really watch it or if you were to really go to an event, you'll see the artistry behind what WWE represents. And when you see two people, whether it's two males, two females in a ring, they're really orchestrating and they're storytelling. And I think to, to me, that's the, the beauty of, of just business in general is just proper storytelling. So the typical story of like a WWE match is going to be like a good versus bad, right? Um, mm-hmm. good versus evil. But there are times where it's not that case where it's like two good people, um, and they're fighting, but then one of them has to be the bad person. So they completely change their approach and their style to their fighting style in order to be a bad person or a good person or whatever it may be. And depending upon how the reaction the crowd is doing, um, you end up getting either full backing or uh, oohs and ahs or just like a, a loud eruption when it comes to, to the event. And I, I think to me that there's a lot of a lot of power to that that idea behind storytelling. And I think it's, it's, it's a story that's worth sharing. Um, even if you don't like WWE, you can still watch it and understand the nuances of what's happening and what's going on and, and how it's, it's, it's being done. Hmm. That's really interesting. Actually, it's a very interesting perspective, what you just mentioned, because um, when you say the first thing people say is it's fake or what have you, and, and yeah, okay, it can be argued that way. And then, and I mean, it is it is fake if you're thinking about the fighting and the arguing and all of this. But but the essence of it is what you're talking about is not whether it's real or fake. It's it's there's a story being told. It's it's just like you watch TV. You watch a TV program that's fake. Every TV program, unless it's I mean, even the based on real, you know true stories it's all fake it's all acted out right yeah but there's an artistry absolutely an artistry and two factors there there's artistry with respect to the storytelling that you're talking about 
but also so to the athleticism um, and that sort of thing. I mean, it's not like those two people can just go out there and do that that day and they haven't practiced or, or you know, it's an orchestrated event. And they, you know, it's, it's in some ways it's a skit and then maybe sometimes they go off script. I don't know. I'm not doing it myself and it's not something I could say that I could ever think of doing, but there is definitely that artistry involved. Um, and yeah, and I think when people think of WWE, they absolutely do not think of the artistry, which is why I think it's kind of interesting that you're, that you're talking about it from that perspective. Um, so when the storytelling component of it is, is very interesting to me, because uh, I've done a lot of podcasts with people where we've talked about specifically about storytelling and the ability to tell a story in, in your marketing effort as well as in your e-commerce. And so with that, like what what's part of the storytelling is it to you that really do you think has taught you about e-commerce in the world of business? Well, I think it's just entertainment. Right, like you, you yeah. go somewhere to be entertained, right? You go to, you watch things in order to be entertained. Like, when was the last time that you were able to sit through a ten, twenty, thirty minute, uh, I guess, even podcast, uh, videos yeah. on online, um movies i mean like you name it if it, if it's more than like 15 minutes you're probably going to be tuned out i think podcasters are, are probably the only exception because you can listen to it and we're in your ear the whole time but for the right. most part people aren't necessarily watching things in order to obtain value like yes it's fine but it's usually background music so what if you were to take that and actually make it relatively interesting what if you were to add some type of element to it, like some type of educational element to it, but also some fun element to it as well? And and I think that in in order to how it like moves product and how it actually sells, um, I think just the entertainment value is what people actually care more about, most about. So when you're designing things, or, when, or excuse me, when you're when you're creating websites or when you're trying to market your product, I would always say at least add some type of caveat. And in that when you're creating content, make it relevant and make it fun and make it exciting. We have, I'd say, countless, countless statistics on our advertisements where if anytime we're making a suggestion or anytime we're promoting something that is very brand centric, like using our color purple or using like the Penji verbiage, whatever it may be, the the ad doesn't necessarily do that well. Um, now we're a SaaS business, so we're not like a straight e-commerce. We are an e-commerce, but we're not like selling product. But when right. we kind of go beyond that and we start doing something a little bit crazy, like maybe somebody looking at something with like their eyes bulging out of their head or, or maybe it's just like this really big, bold, like color scheme where it's like a picture of two people sitting down and like, I'll give you the perfect example. We have an ad that's running now. It's probably doing the best we've ever done. And it's literally a desk and a whole bunch of people sitting around in a desk with a circle around this particular person. And it says, what is he doing? Literally, it's like the ugliest ad you could possibly think of. Like we laughed about it. And we're like, there's no way this is going to work. But <laughs> the idea is like the entertainment value and the questioning is like, what the, like, what the F is this person doing? 
-hmm. How are they doing it? Why are they doing it? It raises the question and it stops people from actually like being sold to. And it kind of changes their mindset to think, oh, well, this isn't actually me being sold to. This is me just finding entertainment or me, me finding like a, a, a release from my day to day activities. Um, I think that's like the main thing that I kind of want to get away from this conversation, how I think WWE is relevant. We're all always trying to get away from whatever that it thing is, but you have to be able to make sure that whatever it is that you're selling, you have to make it fun and relevant to the people that you're trying to talk to. Yeah, there's always often a lot of talk about the relevancy, um, and I don't disagree. I agree entirely with that. Um, and then the other side of it, too, though, is that entertainment value. Um, I think it's very important. Uh, it's funny that you mentioned that ad because I've got like a pop-up on a pit, on a customer's site that comes up to get you to sign up for their newsletter. And it's basically it's a bunch of guys around a water cooler. And it's for a, uh, for a uh, basketball newsletter, basically. You get all mm -hmm. the, the latest basketball news in one place. But... Regardless, um, it's these guys standing a water, around a water cooler, one guy looking like he's just completely in the dark and has no clue. And, and then there's like a little circle around him, literally. It's like the ugliest ad ever. There's a circle around him with an arrow that says, don't be this guy. Mm -hmm. And yep. it's just amazing how well it converts. Like, and I'm thinking this is like the ugliest ad in the world. Almost felt embarrassed to put it up, but it, it works. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's not so much about, like, I mean, if you think about all the things that go viral, for example, like these really ugly looking memes or memes or however you want to say it. Mm -hmm. um, those are, I mean, it's the entertainment value. And yes, if you can find a way to pull um, uh, education and uh, relevancy and entertainment into selling your product, I think you're you're definitely on the right track, absolutely. Yeah, I would, I, I would absolutely agree with that. Um, usually the things that you don't want to work are the things that usually work. So um, <laughs> figuring, well, figuring that out. Especially in your case, being in a design side of the world, you want absolutely stunning design and beautiful design to be what's working, right? But sometimes yeah. it's – and sometimes I'm not saying it's not the the right design because in that ad you're talking about – I'll bet the design elements are all there. Um, mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. Level. Yeah, I mean, we can design yeah. anything from, like, really high-quality type of stuff. But, yeah. like, weirdly enough, the things that perform the best are the ones where, like, there's no way this is going to work. And it ends yeah. up freaking working. So we, <laughs> I think just what I realized that I talked to somebody, like a pretty well-known professional not that long ago, and... Um, we were having a conversation and I asked them a very simple question and it, it kind of made me think to myself, like, I think we're overcomplicating things. This as like a society, especially in marketing, like we're trying to get too cute. We're trying to just make it sexy. And I, I don't think it necessarily has to be like there's beauty, there's beauty in, in failure and there's beauty in just like grassroots, really weird looking stuff <laughs> um, <laughs> and I think we just need to explore that more as like as small businesses we need to explore that yeah I would I agree entirely in fact I would take it one take it to a different level too and I always say there's there's beauty in simplicity 
Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of the time, you're right. I mean, everybody wants to overcomplicate it. They want, I mean, I've been from, from the world of e-commerce and e-commerce development. So you talk, I talk a lot about the website and the way the websites look. And, you know, if you get somebody, um, it all depends on the designer, but a lot of the time when you bring uh, too much to the website, like you want this flying this way and that moving this way, it starts to distract. I mean, mm-hmm. yes, it looks really stunning, and it, it can just super wow you with the professionalism of the website, but then you realize that the whole message is missed because you're just trying to do too much with, you know, with the site. And so I always 100%. talk a lot about, you know, it can be very well designed and very well crafted, but it also needs to be simple in so many ways because, A, like you've said already, people don't like to be sold to. They'd rather be entertained. And if they're entertained and they're and they're given something that's relevant to them, then they start to get pulled in. And then in the, in the, in the end, they end up buying the product that you're selling and primarily because, that's what they they came to that decision themselves. That's mm-hmm. what they wanted, as opposed to, you know. And of course, you've guided them to that decision through that decision making process and from the sales and marketing side of the world. But but they've come there on their own, so they're not going to have that buyer's remorse, or or they might not have those those uh, instant whoa 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 you're selling me here. I don't not interested in this product and then all of a sudden they leave when really they were but they just didn't want to be sold to kind of thing right yeah exactly i think i mean looking back at all the different things that you could put on a website what are the things that make the most sense usually it's like a discount nobody cares about your email email newsletter um maybe it's like you know something crazy like uh like a really weird question i mean there's a lot of things that you can do in order to make it unique and specific to you and i would just challenge the people that are listening right now to explore that i don't know what would make sense and what works best for your business but i do think that you need to be able to just think outside the box simplify it if needed um i think that's the key again going back to simplicity but then just like testing it too because you never know what's going to work in the case of like both of our examples we never thought that either of the ads that we created or you and and me we never thought that either of these would work and you know here here we are that they worked yeah. and we were wrong guess what we were wrong and i think i guess being real with yourself saying that you're wrong i think is probably one of the hardest things to do in your life because your ego gets scratched a little bit but just <laughs> come to terms with it like just you were wrong um, yeah. the market the, the market and numbers don't lie no. Well, and that's the thing, too, these days is the, this the data that's now more and more and more available. Uh, that data that it can tell you whether you're wrong, you're right or otherwise. Right. And and to me, it's not about being right or wrong. It's about what works. So, yeah, yeah if I'm wrong exactly. on something. So what? You know what? In some ways, if I'm wrong about something, at least I've and it could be wrong in a bad way, too. At least I've learned from that piece. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and and maybe I did create a really ugly ad and we tried it and it didn't work. At least then I learned a little bit more about that, the target that I'm reaching out to and, and find out that either a we find out why it didn't work. Right. And there's yep. always you can always grow from everything you try. And, and then sometimes if you it's a matter of in some ways, too, is if you don't try it, then you just you're never going to know. Right. So it's worth mm-hmm. taking those risks, I think. Absolutely, hundred percent. Just like just like they do in the WWE every day, 
and this guy's really actually hurting themselves. So anyone who wants to say it's not real, ask the guy who, who's 300, 250 pounds of sheer muscle. Um, and breaks his arm or something. You ask him if it's real. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I dare you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I think that's just the core, the core message that I want to be able to to uphold is just, just test more. I, I think that every time that we've ever had a breakthrough in Penji, um, it's come from some type of like crazy data that we've come across. That we initially, like, let's see, I can even go a step further. We went, we went in and said, all right, this is the market that we're going after when we first started. We're like, this is going to be startups. Startups are the people that need us the most. We're going to invest all of our time and energy directly into startups. And then six months later, we realized that, yes, yeah, startups can be a viable, a viable, uh, customer but it doesn't mean that it has to be the customer that we go after. So we wouldn't have known that if it wasn't for testing. We wouldn't have known that if it wasn't for storytelling. Interesting. Very interesting. Um, so I guess I'd love to, I'd love to wrap it up there because I think there's been so much covered in a very short period of time, but we've really gotten a nice essence of your message out there. Um, and, but I'd love it if you could finish with any any final words of wisdom. I mean, you just had a couple of real good wisdom drops there, but I'd love it if you've got any anything else you want to throw out there or reiterate. Um, yeah, I think uh, I'll just reiterate something. Um, yeah. I think more often than not, a lot of people make decisions in business based off of their intuition or based off of their uh, their belief in that, thinking that they know everything. And I would challenge everybody that's listening to find a way to just say, Hey, um, I'm not the the master at this. I might be really good at it, but the one thing that never lies to you are numbers. And the minute that you're able to jot your numbers down, whether that's sending cold emails, sending AB tests, going through and experimenting with your advertisements, um, all of those things take time and it takes information. So, or more often than not, and earlier, sooner rather than later, make sure that you're testing everything that you could possibly do. And, and I think that will, will make all the difference to your life. Trust me on that, to your life. <laughs> very, very well said. And, I, and I've, I've had those very similar thoughts uh, mentioned on a number of different podcasts. From, so, it's, I mean, that's very, very true be testing, 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 and, and looking yeah. at the numbers and all that stuff. So everybody, I hope you've listened very closely to the message here today from Jonathan. Uh, thanks again for being on the show and, and sharing your your thoughts on the WWE. I know sometimes, like you said, you get made fun of for it, but uh, uh. I'm pretty sure if they've listened to this show now, they'll, they'll be quiet because they'll realize yeah, exactly. a little bit more about what the true essence of it is. So. And I hope the WWE <laughs> is listening. And if they ever want to, uh, you know, partner up, you know, feel free, reach out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right on. Thanks for joining. Us. Cheers. Thank you. You have to trust that the dots will somehow connect in your future. You have to trust in something: your gut, destiny, life, karma, whatever. Stay hungry.
stay hungry, stay foolish. Welcome to E-Commerce All-Stars, brought to you by Nadimo.com, where we help e-commerce entrepreneurs accelerate growth through modern technology and innovative thinking. 